Hello and welcome to episode 159 of the Truly Daybox Show. Uh, yeah, this week uh, we have Andrew on to uh, discuss some uh, more serious, like recent events, just to talk about. Since we felt we should probably address them. Uh, before we get to that, I'll just introduce everybody like I do every week. And yeah, so uh, we well we're normally we're a weekly or biweekly. Uh, k-pop podcast where we talk about korean culture and what's going in the k-pop industry as always i'm joined by nate what's up i'll do my english stuff after yes <laughs> and then dumb english lyrics and then as i mentioned before one of our founders is back this week andrew who doesn't have long three things no, i don't think long time no see <laughs> so yep and uh so yeah i guess to uh start off our first topic i'll just uh kind of hand it over to Andrew. So, I mean, like, I guess the reason why I'm on today, or I guess for this episode, just at the beginning is last week, there were some, I guess, just, you know, terrible events that happened in Atlanta, Georgia, um, you know, something like eight people, you know, that worked at a, um, like a spa or salon thing where, you know, six of eight of them being Asian, Asian Americans or Asian people, Asian women, uh, you know, were, were killed in cold, cold blood, um, by someone. And it's, I guess just sort of, um, uh, yeah, I guess it's just sort of, you know, brought all of this, um, you know, this rise in Asian American, you know, violence and racism, I guess, to the forefront of, you know, news media and social media and whatnot. So, like, yeah, I guess I just, you know, wanted to, you know, come on here, just let us give our thoughts about it. So, like, I guess first off, I wanted to sort of just, I guess, pick your guys' brains about, you know, I guess what happened or I guess just your thoughts on it. So, I guess where I'll start is, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a weird question, but I mean, uh, like, like where, when were you guys first? I guess when did you guys first become cognizant of, I don't know, like Asian people or Asian culture, or like when did you realize like oh like Asian like like Asian people or Asian culture like was a thing? So like Nate, I guess yeah. <laughs> I mean for me, you. it's always like it's always been part of my life really, just because I grew up like ever since I was really small. Um, I had a Game Boy, and I was playing Nintendo games. Um, and gaming is a, such a huge part of my life that, so that that's kind of always been there is like Japanese, like, obviously I don't, I don't even remember when, like I became cognizant that it was like video games, the video games I were playing were from Japan or whatever. Um, but yeah, even then that led into like watching anime and reading manga and, and stuff like that, like growing up watching DBZ and reading death note and and just playing video games my whole life um so yeah it's always been part of my like part of my life really um and yeah this was uh, yeah i wanted to bring this up to uh, andrew messaged us and was like hey i wanted to come on to talk about this and i was like yeah i was gonna kind of bring this up at the beginning of that next episode anyway because it feels weird as yeah. Jacob and I being two white guys who talk about <laughs> Korean culture <laughs> yeah. for the past three years and have listened to K-pop for the past 10 years now or whatever, um, it would feel weird to just ignore this. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it last year 
or we talked about with like the BLM stuff last year um, with the the rise in in just like or not even like the rise, but like the more continued um, police continued and like more it it just became like it hit a fever pitch or whatever of just Mm. being more out like just everyone was focused on on the killings of black people um and yeah in the past year or so ever since like probably ever basically ever since the beginning of covid um there's been this rise in in like hate crimes against asian americans and what aa PI, right? Pacific Pacific Islanders. Um, So, yeah, it's just like, I I felt like we had to bring it up. It's obviously, I mean, it's all over the news now. I'm sure anyone listening to this is aware of it. Um, But yeah, for me, it felt like I felt like I had to bring it up because so much of my life is influenced by Asian culture and it's like it feels weird. It would feel weird to just ignore it. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I don't really know if I can pinpoint an exact time either. Cause like Nate, like video games and, uh, you know, anime and stuff like that, which is common nowadays have always kind of been a part of my life. And it was always part of like the pop culture that I, uh, you know, consumed when I was a kid and what I always like gravitated towards and i don't know if that was for a particular reason or not but like i always thought the anime was really cool everybody who's in discord knows that i'm like obsessed with pokemon i've always been like in with that (laughs) kind of stuff and while those aren't necessarily like um necessarily like all there is to obviously there that's not like the entire facet of like why i'm now interested in asian culture and like things like that and appreciate it um but those certainly were like probably most likely the sort of like gateway into like finding out about these sort of things. Cause like, oh, like, you know, these games and shows and stuff I've been watching from Japan. And then like, uh, pretty much ever since I have had access to the internet, I've always been active in like communities that are about like those specific like things that I always enjoyed. And that eventually led me to K pop, which eventually led me to like Korean culture in like a wider sense which led me to want to study the language want to like hear about like you know their history and the food and you know visit it someday which i eventually did yeah (laughs) i lived there for half a year like it's just yeah so you don't do that if you're not interested in the culture at all yeah yeah Yeah, so it's like I don't know. It's just, it's so, as somebody who, like, I, I try my best to be respectful and, like, appreciate their culture and their people and, uh, you know, things like that. And it's, like Nate said, something that's, like, a part of my everyday life that it's really weird to see, like, I don't know, like, in the places where we live and, like, and coexist and stuff that, like, these sort of things are happening. It just, right. I don't know. It, it just, it feels weird to me and I, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to put into words, I guess, like what I'm feeling, which is probably even harder for as somebody who actually has to like worry about these things happening. In their yeah, lives. exactly. So it's, yeah, it may, it makes me feel like awful. Hmm. I guess just to, to start off, I mean, I've always found it. I guess, like, even if it wasn't my... I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm Filipino, and 
but mostly Filipino and part Chinese. So like, I guess Chinese stuff definitely gets out, out there in terms of pop culture, but Filipino stuff obviously doesn't. But I mean, like, uh, I, I, I do, I am happy when, you know, people from, you know, whatever background or whatever ethnicity, you know, find their way or find interest in Asian culture or, you know, food or, you know, you know media, music, that sort of thing. I, I guess I've always... The way I've thought about it I've, is that, you know, culture is the gateway to understanding. I feel like uh. the more you get to know cultures outside of your own or, you know, you know, things that I guess are outside of like your own understanding, whether that be, you know, the media or I guess how people think or, you know, what they enjoy, you know, what they, I guess their traditions are, you know, that's, you know, I, you start to understand, I guess, just how you know, similar in a lot of ways we all are, how, you know, even though, you know, we might not look the same, you know, at face value, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things we have in common, whether that be, you know, values we hold or, or just, you know, it's, I feel like it's harder for people to be prejudiced once they understand other cultures or once they learn about other cultures more. So I, yeah, I always, I'd, I'd always be proud in, in some sort of way if like I heard like, you know, you know, like a black person was into anime or a white person was into, you know, K-pop music or like all these, you know, all these other things just because you know, it's something, you know, I, I feel like it, it, it builds a bond between people from of, diff, of different backgrounds. And I think that, yeah, that's it's something I wish we had more of in, in a way. Yeah. You know, especially in light of, um, I guess, all that's happened. So I guess an, uh, another tough question I can ask is like if and you know there might not be an answer to it or you, there, you, there might not be a specific incident you guys can remember but like has there and has there ever been any time you could you know remember like seeing like an asian person either being like you know being treated in a racist manner or um you know being you know mistreated or like bullied or you know whatever like that sort of thing whether peer or anywhere else or just anything that sort of sticks out in your mind in that sense um so for me like i've which is, I guess, kind of weird how I got to this, like, place of being, I guess, in my life, uh, is that, like, I'm from, like, an area in the middle of nowhere, like, in upstate New York, so there, like, really isn't any, like, Asian people that live here even, mm -hmm. so it's, so I personally don't really have that many, or, like, any, like, instances of this in my life, whereas, like, um, I don't know, I feel like becoming... Like, I guess becoming, like, interested and, in, like, learning about, like, their culture being, like, one, like, being one that isn't one that I would generally, like, come across in my daily life living where I do. I think definitely what you're saying, like, added to my, like, uh, being able to, like, I guess empathize with their, like, experiences and things like that, um, just because for me like being more aware and uh like coming across whether it's like media or music or like whatever from their culture and their like communities um through like youtube or music or tv or whatever um sorry if i'm rambling in like weird meandering ways i'm i'm trying to like put my thoughts no, into sorry. into words it's kind of weird but uh yeah, long story short, I, I haven't really seen any myself, which is um, thankful, you know. Thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful for yeah. it. Yeah, 
it's pretty much the same for me. It's like the, growing up here in like suburbs of Detroit, there aren't a ton of Asian people around. Um, like in my high school, I can only think of a couple, um, out of like a couple, 2000 students, like at least in yeah, our class, when, like, it was 600 people. And there was only a couple that I can think of in my entire graduating class. Yeah. When I, I can think of, I think three Asian people total I have ever seen go into my school while I was there, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's so. definitely not. Definitely not something I've, like, seen. Um, and it's weird because it's not something, like, you really think of. Um, whereas, like like I was saying, with, like, racism against black people, we hear on the news all the time. Mm. And until before COVID, like, I feel like you just never heard about it. Mm. Um, and it kind of just rose up with, like, Trump calling it the China virus and, and that mm. just... I mean, Trump caused so much hate against pretty much every minority and every prejudiced group. That's um, that's kind of what has me surprised but, that all this is like still happening. Like, I kind of wasn't super surprised about it, I guess, when the pandemic first started. Like, I remember hearing about it all the time, but it was always like really I mean, not to minimize it, but it was always like things that like I would just roll my eyes at and be like, what is wrong with you? Like for the type mm -hmm. of things that people do. But, uh, yeah, like this event that you just like described, Andrew, like I, it's like, a, it feels like an escalation, I guess, which is crazy considering like we're kind of at the point where we're starting to get like control of the virus and, you know, people are still holding this type of hatred. And I guess that's assuming that, uh, it's even fueled by the virus to begin with. Like maybe they've always been like this and we're just yeah. now becoming yeah. aware of it for all i know you know but it's yeah it's definitely a problem that it's becoming more apparent i guess that's the hard truth to face in all of this is that you know it, it's it's certainly been amplified by the, the events of the past year or so but you know it's it's kind of always been there i mean it's always been there yeah yeah that, i guess that's that's like I guess the phrase that's sort of been on my mind as of late is, um, you know, America is such a black and white country, both in a figurative sense and it seems like in such a literal sense where all of, you know, the important social issues or, you know, contentious, you know, lawmaking or whatever is so concerned, like, about, you know, black versus white or, you know, trying to, you know, level the playing field for everyone in that sense. And, in that sort of way, like Asian American, um, like racism or, you know, violence or discrimination or prejudice, like whatever you want to call it, like just sort of, you know, it, it's not as newsworthy in that sense. It's not it, it, like, I, don't know, I, I guess that's, that's definitely something that's annoying in a way. Like, I, I guess that's where I feel the most conflicted where I guess I'm glad that it's come to the forefront or that more people are paying attention to it but i'm i'm saddened that it it required you know eight being eight people being killed for you know people to finally start paying attention after all this time yeah it's yeah that's, i guess that's yeah that's where it feels the most confusing where you know like you know why you know why wasn't you know 
why wasn't it newsworthy before? You know, why didn't, you know, why, why didn't people feel the need to, you know, champion this cause until, you know, such and such events happened? Yeah. Because, yeah, like we were saying all last year, there were like assaults and stuff. And those would maybe you'd see a news story about it once a month or once every other month. There'd be one that would make a headline, but then it would kind of just be forgotten. Um, so, yeah, it kind of it it sucks that it requires something this bad. Um, and I think part of it is like it's weird because it it was almost like like racism against Asians was like more normalized and okay because it was less serious than racism against black people. Not to say it was like a like it was fine, but it's like less of an issue that was like it, it has was been less, in the forefront. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah, I mean there there's always been like this thing there's always been like fetishizing of Asian women and like just like there's been there's been different things around there that are like obvious they're like when you think about it definitely like racist against Asians but it was kind of like less culturally bad yeah Um, i mean that's i i guess that would be actually an example that i would always like as somebody who like appreciates like specifically k-pop for example right like a lot of that's something that i actually would come across i guess is like um people like assuming i only like it because i'm attracted to the women or like why would you like that the men are so like you know effeminate yeah yeah, yeah, like they would like yeah like like things like that and it was just like dude you do not do you not realize that like that is like actually incredibly racist like yeah yeah there's you know but the problem is there are a lot of people like a lot of white people or non-asian people out there that do it like are into k-pop because of that or yeah or have those like you know those fetishizations that that are it's like the reason like people think that it's okay and it's not like yeah and i mean it it doesn't even have to just be k-pop i mean i think there's you know there's a lot of i guess there's a lot of like stereotypes made about asian people that just you know for one reason or another have just become you know normalized or you know that it isn't doesn't cause as much outrage when i guess they're right. sort of perpetrated like the idea that like oh you know asian people are like this model minority that you know that'll work harder than yeah, they're, they're every other minority and, <laughs> yeah I, which, like... which i've which i've always hated because i i suck at math like <laughs> you know like yeah side tangent like I, I when i was a kid i wanted to be uh I wanted to be an astronaut, and then I found out just how much math you need to do to, to make a, and physics and stuff. I'm just like, nope, this is too much for me. Like, I can't do it. So, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I guess that's on the lesser end, just people always thinking you're smarter or a hard worker. And I mean... Well, but like, that's I, the thing is, like, downplaying that doesn't help. Like, mm-hmm. it's sure it might not be as harmful as saying the N-word or something, but it's it's still... Like, it shouldn't be normalized. It shouldn't be okay. Yeah, and I mean, it can get even worse when you know, like people are like, "Oh, Asian people have small dicks," or or Asian people are terrible drivers, and yeah. you know, you know, it's you know, that's that's stuff I you know I I'd hear you know growing up sometimes. I mean, yeah, the it, the thing I think the thing that like I most like 
it's just like if I, if I ever point that out sometimes people like look at me funny i was like like they didn't even realize what they were like saying which mm-hmm. like was crazy to me i don't know it just like like maybe because i like you know through however uh however close it is or not like depends on your view i guess but i interact with the culture so often that like i guess i kind of like it's further ahead in my mind than it is in other people's like they may not realize it's like this subconscious thing where it's like yeah i mean that's the thing like when you you just gotta start thinking about it so that's why i think it's important to talk about these things when they happen Mm, right exactly i guess that i guess the most frustrating thing about it is yeah it's just i don't know it's it feels like Asian, and that's the thing, like, you know, racism or discrimination doesn't necessarily fall on, you know, a political spectrum or whatever, but it feels like Asian Americans kind of get pulled back and forth in terms, or it, 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 kind, of fe- it kind of feels like I, you know, you know, as an Asian American, I'm just a tool for other groups of people to sort of, you know further their own agendas or further their own you know i guess ideas so like i guess you know like conservative people like like the the spectrum like the whiplash i get from you know sometimes being like being told like oh or sometimes being treated like oh you're the only like oh you asian people are like the only good minorities you're not like the rest of them or whatever like that and then all of a sudden like um on the same token some people are like you know go back to your home country or whatever go back to china and that sort of thing and yeah like just like the whiplash that you experience um i guess being exposed to those sort of things is just yeah it's incredibly jarring and you know on the other end um like there's a disturbing amount of um there's a disturbing amount of people who are identify as you know progressive or champion social causes that you know that try to down they either try to downplay the you know severity or the importance of you know um stamping out racism or prejudice against asian people or they're the ones perpetrating it you know it's like you know this menta- there's there's a disturbing amount of people with the mentality that you know asian people are just you know are <laughs> because you know i don't know because more asian kids get accepted to harvard or something like that or i don't know like there's a lot of yeah, asian people and it's, asian it's american people in stem abusing, like it's them abusing the like model minority sort of stereotype yeah, again and, yeah and no, they, 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 yeah they they sort of like take their anger out on that and say like, oh, like Asian, Asian Americans are like agents of white supremacy or stuff like like they, this is this like this, this is the kind of shit like I have to hear or I have to deal with, and it's made it, it makes it so hard to talk about these sort of things because I'm a like. I guess it's gaslighting to some degree because I, I, like I'm afraid to talk about the racism I experience because I'm afraid I'm going to be called racist. Like that's yeah. it's it's it's. it's I, I don't yeah, I don't even know how to deal with it. It's it, it's something I've struggled with. I guess just for so long, where you know people just have this <laughs> on whatever side of the spectrum have this preconceived notion of just you know who you are, or I guess just you know. <laughs> You know, I, 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 I've, I've, I can count more than, you know, I, 
I can count on more than the amount of fingers I have, the amount of times of like, do you speak English or, you know, where are you from? And, you know, they're not asking if I'm from Woodbridge, New Jersey, you know, like huh. stuff like yeah. that. And that's the thing, I guess it's, that's where it, it kind of feels like, you know, everyone's just sort of, um, you know, just piling on Asian American people. And it, it makes it hard to sort of, you know, come out about these things or just, you know, address these things. Cause you know, I guess everyone has their excuses. And I guess that's, I feel like that's, that that's sort of like the, the hardest pill to swallow in all of this is, you know, and I feel like the reason why it's so hard for, you know, media or, you know, blue check marks on Twitter to sort of address this is that like, there's as many, I, I, I know this from personal experience. There's as many, um, you can't just paint this as a strictly black and white or white people like versus Asian people thing. You know, a lot of the discrimination I've experienced over the years have come from other minorities and, you know, getting people to accept that fact is, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's still a challenge that, you know, like it, it, that's still such a challenge where, um, for people to, you know, comprehend or understand that, you know, that, there's so many times, yeah, like Asian American people are just like, you know, among other minorities are just vilified because, you know, <laughs> we're perceived as, oh, we, we do better. So we're not, it, it, we don't count as my, we don't count as having struggles or that, you know, we all have privilege. And, you know, I know for a fact that I, I know for a fact that like, you know, having experienced, um, having experienced racism, having coming from, you know, parents that had to uproot their lives, not not just once, but twice, having to move from the Philippines to Hong Kong and from Hong Kong to the United States, you know, like, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of, you know, what it is to be, you know, a minority or just what it is to be, you know, someone that, you know, ha like trying to make your way in this country after, you know, after experiencing such hardship and, you know, going through so much and... I guess that's that. That's that, I guess that's what's the, that's what makes me angry the most is, is that like why why doesn't you know you know it, like I guess just one comment that really pissed me off the other like I saw the other day was you know Jeremy Lin he made um he's a, he's a saint by, by God um you know he's 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 been at the forefront of all of these um all this discussion about like you know asian american racism and discrimination and you know he, he you know he like coincidentally he um had like this you know i guess just like forum or just like this discussion with the um mental health coalition which is partially founded by um my boss kenneth cole so like all, of all things um yeah so he, he was um you know obviously speaking out against you know asian american hate and all that sort of thing and like the first comment i saw was you know it was somebody saying you know asian people never supported black and latinos when they were going through their stuff so why the fuck should we care and you know yeah, that, that, really, that really infuriated me because you know why why is I guess just in general, like the idea of, you know, the actions of certain individuals representing a larger whole or a larger group, like it's, it's frustrating. Like, I, yeah. I know it, it, it's a, the, like the, 
the the relations or like the the dynamic between Asian Americans and Black Americans and Hispanic Americans, you know, it's it's complicated. I understand that, but it why why does everything have to be you know why does everything have to be like a team sport or why does everything yeah, have to be it does, us versus it doesn't have them. to be like yeah. us versus them yeah exactly because it, it, it gets us nowhere <laughs> it, right, it, it, exactly. just, it just perpetrates an endless cycle of you well you know fuck you i got mine like it's you know no one's going to you know become better after that and yeah no, no one benefits from that mindset really and i guess it's this that, that that's what hurts a lot is because there, it seems like there's there's so many people with that mentality that just get accepted and you know I've you know I was kind of nervous coming to do this because I, I'm still afraid like in the back of my mind I'm still afraid there's going to be people that are like Andrew's a fucking racist for talking about for daring to speak out against other minorities that you know are being racist towards Asian people like that's that's the kind of fear that's sort of just been you know or like that's the kind of fear that's sort of just been you know implanted in me because I've just been sitting yeah. here for so many years and so many years having to you know seeing this sometimes experiencing this and it feeling like no one wants to listen or that none of you know none of what I experience counts. Yeah, and and I'm, and that's not even what you're doing. Like you're not obviously like we're saying that's the whole point is like there are some people no matter what race they are that are racist like yeah but those people don't like they don't they aren't like representing the entire group um and like but yeah that mindset is just so like hurtful it, it's like it's like feminists who who hate men helping the feminist movement and stuff like that it's like you're not yeah doesn't helping help anyone. your own cause by excluding people that are trying to help you mm. because you see them as the enemy. When yeah, yeah. Just Ex- because excluding of, like, people who you think are excluding you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, when they're not. Like, or, or it's Excluding people from a group who you see as is excluding you from other things. Had to be specific there. Yeah, it, like, there's, there's plenty of examples of that. And that was just the one that I could think of off the top of my head. Yeah, but like I think it's- I think the problem with it is uh, a lot of people go in with the mentality of like like getting even as opposed to yes like uh, getting even Helping in one sense of like getting back at someone rather than like getting on getting even in the sense of getting on a level playing field progressing progressing yeah, exactly. your your level to theirs yeah like you shouldn't be bring like bringing down them to you you should be pushing your you up to them like if that makes sense mm-hmm. and yeah, th- this is all in regards to like people that are trying to help each other when but you look at it as the wrong like i don't know it's it's a complicated issue but yeah i, I, think, I, think, yeah, the, I think the main thing is that everybody just needs to try their best to be as understanding <laughs> well yes better but like also like try to understand where the person's like coming from and correct the things that are wrong Mm -hmm. as opposed to like i don't know maybe like maybe that's maybe that is uh you know too tall of an order to fill but like i just feel like that like coming from a place of uh empathy and understanding is the way to like correct the wrongs and if somebody's not willing to like uh 
if someone's not willing to look in, like look within themselves and correct the things that they're wrong, then then that's the point where they're like, you know, maybe beyond help, if that makes sense. Actually, that's not even the right word. I don't think anyone's beyond help, but you know what I mean? It's just, you yeah, know, but it, it, it's really, like, we need to teach it, people rather than uh, yeah, you know, it, it, try to hate the people who are hating, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just, you know, feeling like you, I always have to walk on eggshells when I have to talk about, you know, Asian American racism, like whether it happens to me or when I, it's stuff I see, you know, happen to other people, you know, I, it, it makes you feel alienated. Like, you know, I remember there was a case, like something that really stood out to me. I mean, of all the other things, I mean, like, you know, in New York city, there were, <laughs> they, they right at the beginning of, um, I guess the, the shutdown with the pandemic, there were, um, a bunch of, um, you know, stupid teenagers you know there's just old man walking just down the street or whatever they poured a bucket of water on him to you know maybe get rid of covid or whatever there was an old lady riding the bus and she just got antagonized by these you know school children saying like you know you know it's it's your fault like you're causing all of this um yeah i i heard i I heard about an instance where like they like sprayed hand sanitizer all over somebody or something like that it's like yeah actually absolutely insane yeah, I mean, like, like, for better or worse, like, I guess I'm numb to that sort of behavior because New York City, it's <laughs> like, that, that, that's just like, an, that's just an everyday headline in New York City. But just to see, to like, I guess just how well, normalized they got, I guess, was just, you know, infuriating. I guess what the most infuriating thing was, you know, after the George Floyd, you know, murder, you know, when all these, you know, riots were in, like, erupting all over the country um you know in in a lot of places with a high asian american population so like san francisco or like new york city like a lot of you know china a lot of places like chinatown were getting targeted and like you know people's livelihoods were getting burned and everyone had the gall to say oh that's that is justice that that is justified and it 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 angers me so much (laughs) because you know what did you know what did those people do you know like i've been to chinatown i know people i i know people in that community that like that they work so hard they work so hard to make a living or to pay or to pay for school for their kids or to send money back home because you know they have elderly or they have other family they have to support you know what 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 justice do you get out of destroying their livelihood and you know that that, that whole thing just sort of at that point, I'm just like, okay, that, I guess that's how everyone sees Asian Americans that, you know, when, when everything, when the shit hits the fan, you know, like, I guess, you know, things that happen to us don't matter. Like there was, a, there was, a, there was somebody put, there was somebody like a black man that up- uploaded a video to Facebook. I think it was, um, he was from like, I don't know, San Francisco, or like, I don't know, it's like some, some area out in California, you know, there was, there was this, you know, it, it was a Chinese person that had a restaurant and, um, like his, his restaurant was just destroyed, like, um, in, uh, amidst the riots and, um, like the, like basically like the windows were shattered, like everything, like his, 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 uh, all of his money was stolen and everything. And this guy just comes in filming like on his phone and he's just like laughing at him. He's like, look, they fucked your shit up or whatever. Like basically like antagonizing him. And, you know, 
something like that never made headline news. Like, it, like it, it pisses me off when I have to go to Asian American websites to find like that these things sort of happen because it seems like people are so afraid to touch these su- subjects. So, you know, that's why for so long I've stayed silent because it seems like either it, people don't want it to make the headlines or people don't want to touch it because it doesn't fit their narrative. But, you know, like. Like I, I, at this point, you know, at, after seeing eight people, after seeing six Asian American women get killed, you know, I've, I'm out of fucks to give. In all honesty, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I, I can't stay silent anymore because you know I, I, I'm sick and tired of this happening. You know, I've, I, I've experienced, you know, I've, 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 I've experienced, you know, racist incidents since I was a little kid. I remember, you know, when I first moved to Woodbridge, New Jersey. Um, and I would, um, it was the first time I had to take a school bus and my sister and I, you know, obviously moving to a new place, we didn't know anyone or whatever. And, you know, as you know, kids are just wild when it comes to school buses, like just like bouncing off the walls and shit. And, you know, uh, we had to stop taking the school bus and, you know, our mom had to drop us off because, um, you know, the kids on the school bus, which I kept saying, you know, oh, Asian people can't sit here. Oh, Asian people smell or, Jeez. oh, like, you know, you have to sit in the back or that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, it was so jarring for me because I grew up, you know, until that point in my childhood, I, I grew up in Jersey City where I was surrounded by, you know, <laughs> there's a very large um, Filipino population there. Uh, so, you know, it's something, you know, you know. It was the first real time I ever, I guess, just understood or it, like had to deal with racism. And I mean, it was like that through all of like school where people would say, you know, oh, like because I'm from the Philippines, everyone would say, oh, he's from the Philippines or, oh, um, you know, pork fried rice or, oh, ching chong, like that sort of stuff like that. Like stuff like that was just we just go by undetected or, un, you know, addressed by teachers, by, you know, whatever for so long and so you know i just conditioned myself well to be like well you know no one else gives a shit so i guess i just have to you know gambate just like like endure it and endure it and keep it inside and keep it inside but i'm sick of it you know why well, why 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 do i have to why do i have to pretend that my like the racism that i experience or the racism that other asian americans experience doesn't exist you know why why it's stuff like this that you know I've lived here my whole life and you know there's sometimes I I, I feel I feel like a foreigner in my own country you know where they move the goalposts or they just you know beat you down for no reason like where oh I'm I'm not American like I I do weird like uh, the food I eat is weird or the the, the, like the way I talk is weird you know English was my first language so um you know like like, oh you're not American enough and so like I try to be American and then you know it, it's never enough for some people, you know, it, it, and maybe that, that's probably a big reason why I want to move over to Japan or something, just because, you know, if I'm going to feel like a stranger in a, a country, I might as well, I might as well move somewhere. I'm not, I don't have to pretend that I'm, you know, a foreigner because huh. that's, uh, that's always been the hardest thing to reconcile is that, you know, I, I, I have American citizenship, you know, I love living in this country and I still feel so alone and isolated and excluded and i don't know i i know there's a lot of other people that feel the same way i know there's a lot of other people not necessarily even just asian americans a lot of people where you know first generation you know 
you know, first generation Americans that are, you know, people where families are just moving where they feel, you know, you know, you can't fit in <laughs> no matter what you do, no matter how, <laughs> no matter how hard you try. And it's just, it's, it's been so hard for me to, you know, understand or come to terms or except why it's like that and i don't know i don't know what's going it's it's going to take for that to change and as glad as i am that you know things like k-pop are getting so popular and you know uh like parasite can win a best picture award or minati can get like all these awards you know sometimes it feels like people in america care more about asian people in asia than they do about asian americans you know, I, that's 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 what hurts the most is that, you know, there's a lot of people that appreciate, you know, Asian culture and Asian food and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, pay very little attention or are the ones perpetrating the, you know, the discrimination against, you know, Asian people that live here. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't have any answers. I didn't have any, you know, big, you know, <laughs> I guess master plan for how we're going to fix this because I, I I don't have the answer. I don't know. I haven't had the answer my whole life. You know, I, I guess I just wanted to just share what I've been going through and I guess share my thoughts just because, you know, I know I, I, I've had it. I mean, my, my sister, my sister had to buy pepper spray last week just because, you know, mm. she, she, she doesn't or she doesn't feel safe anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I think one of the big things is that we just got to keep bringing attention to it and keep like talking about it so that people think about it and are aware of it and you know don't just forget in a week or whatever yeah exactly um, like, yeah don't just like like you're like oh here's your uh you know sorry moving on you know like actually <laughs> yeah. uh you know try to make an example in your own life i guess um you know for you know, uh, yeah, it's people who don't experience this type of discrimination, like try to be aware of it and try to speak up when it yeah. happens and try to yeah, exactly be aware of it yourself. So you don't do it like, because yeah. like these instances we've been hearing about were clearly deliberate. But like, I feel like there's also like a non-zero like percentage of people who don't even realize like, like oh, they don't yeah, get 100%. it because it's like they're. There's levels of racism, and some people don't like like they don't maybe aren't racist, but they perpetuate stereotypes and 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 say things that are racist when they don't because they just don't even realize that that mm. it is yeah. Um, so and so like yeah, educating people, bringing awareness to it, donating. Um, we'll put some links in the comments of places to donate. Um to help protect against API violence and, and racism. Um, there's yeah. And yeah, just talking about it, like you said, it, I think is all we, that's all we can do is as just random people on the internet. Um, Hmm. but I, yeah, it's, and it's, it's all as long if everyone did that, it would, it would help tremendously. Um, Hmm. So yeah, just I think that's the best way to deal with it. And I, I'm I'm glad we had you on, Andrew, because I think this would have been a lot more awkward for me and Jacob to talk about as <laughs> yeah. two random white dudes who, who, who don't like even have never experience experienced it. it. Yeah. Um. 
And, but I, and, no, I, if anything, I still appreciate your insight because, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that might not, you know, I guess might be in your shoes that, you know, you know, might have not experienced it growing up. So, you know, the revelation of these things sort of happening, you know, re, you know, in the news as over the past year, like especially last week or, you know, are, I guess are starting to come to terms with it or just trying to, you know, understand it. So, yeah, I'm glad I still, I'm glad you guys were here to sort of, I guess, you know, facilitate that. And, and I guess if there's one thing I do have to say, you know, if it's, you know, to other Asian American people or other, you know, people that live here that, you know, experience, you know, or are afraid of experiencing racism or afraid of, you know, being getting slashed in the face or getting, you know, attacked for no reason, you know, it, that's exactly what they want, you know, in all honesty. They want us to be afraid. They want us to go back to our home country. You know, these people, yeah, the, 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 like, if we give in to that fear, you know, we're just, we're letting, we're letting racists win. We're letting racists, you know, you know, exert their power and control over other people. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, I... I haven't been back to New York City in a year. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of afraid, in all honesty, to go back. Because I don't know, you know, if my subway ride is going to be as peaceful. I don't know if me sneezing is going to cause the next news headline <laughs> at 10 o'clock. But, you know, I can't just hide in my house forever and, you know, <laughs> pretend and pretend like, oh, I and pretend like, oh, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to experience this sort of thing. So, you know, like that, like that's the thing. Like, if anything, like, I, I almost out of spite, like, you know, if, if racist people are going to, like, you know, try to make us afraid to go outside or go ride the subway or go watch a movie or do whatever, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because, you know, I, the, the, like, I don't want to let those those people win. I don't want to let those people, you know, I don't want to let their, like, uh, their fear and their ignorance control my life. So, yeah, just, you know, uh, and, you know, if, if you're not an Asian American, if you don't, you know, haven't really experienced this sort of things, I guess just, you know, I'm not too big on the idea of, you know, supporting, you know, people of a certain ethnicity when these things sort of happen, just because I feel like, you know, I'd want I'd want the merit as a designer or whatever as a creative you know I'd want the merit of my work to stand on its own and not necessarily because of my ethnicity or background but I guess one thing I would say is you know support Asian businesses because especially like in place if you have like a Chinatown or whatever because those you know they've been really really hard uh like they've taken the worst of um you know I guess COVID and just like the stigma that's been building around, you know, Chinese people or Asian people that live here in the United States where, you know, where they need the most help and, you know, Bill de Blasio turns away when um, <laughs> they're, they're just asking for, you know, financial support or even just moral support. So, you know, <laughs> like my mom usually doesn't get really angry or motivated about these sort of things but <laughs> she got so angry last week she was just like I'm gonna buy I'm gonna order takeout from like an Asian restaurant every day of the goddamn week because they're trying yeah she my like, uh, like she, she I, got so angry about it when when COVID first started actually I it's honestly still like that my like we we have one Asian family in my entire town and they're the ones that run our like Chinese restaurant that's in town and like when everything started, like my dad like would order there like literally like multiple times a week just to keep their 
because they're a, they're still a small business, right? And mm-hmm. you know, especially with all the like you know, like we've been talking about this entire like topic, like just prejudiceness that comes from nowhere, basically, just to be, make sure their business like they still get business and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to put into like concise like words, I guess. Like the way I personally feel about it, it just it's so disturbing to me. But so I don't want to I don't want to give up on humanity completely yet. I know there's good people out there that want, you know, people of all different, you know, no matter what race you are, no matter what color you are, no matter what creed you hold, you know, I, I I believe that there's still, you know, good people in this world that want everyone to succeed and, you know, build, you know, a better world or build an environment where we all can, you know, prosper. So, you know, like as I guess as as traumatizing as all of this can be, you know, I'm still hopeful that everyone, you know, as drastic as, you know, these murders were I'm, I'm hoping that like you know it's it was the wake-up call that everyone needed and i hope it you know it spurs everyone to you know you know at least if not at least be more aware if not you know take more action against you know asian american violence and asian american racism and you know to, to all the people to anyone that you know uh feels compelled or feels inspired to you know you know do better you know i i thank you you know because you know <laughs> it, it feels like i've been fighting or i've been dealing with this you know my whole life alone so you know to have anyone's support you know it just you know it, it'd mean a lot to me so thank you yep yeah i guess uh just closing thoughts would be uh i think I think and from my feelings, at least, I guess, is like, I think the main way forward is just to promote understanding rather than division and try to like lead people into in the right direction and um, make sure they're aware of these issues that are happening so that they don't repeat them, so that they're aware of them, so they understand why these things are wrong. And uh Yeah. And it can get frustrating at times. I know that for sure. Like some people, they just literally do not understand. And I don't, I don't, it's maybe it's just, you know, cause we've been so long, uh, like Andrew was saying, kind of like letting a lot of these things just slide by. Mm-hmm. Um, Normalizing it. Yeah. That, yeah, we just need to, um, educate, spread the word and, um, yeah, just make sure everybody, uh, understands and uh yeah (laughs) sorry if i'm again not being the most like eloquent in the way i'm saying this but i i hope people get what i'm trying to say yeah i think i think it pretty much covers it i I, what i said before is kind of how i feel just keep awareness up and speak out and yeah do what you can and yeah that's 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 all we can do you know no i'm not expecting anyone to just you know <laughs> you know play yeah, superhero or just like this. yeah and you know fix it it's not it's not going to be fixed overnight yeah definitely it's yeah, going exactly. to take it's gonna it's it, it, there's going to be some growing pains but yeah i guess the, the more people that you know become aware of um 
the problem, you know, the more people that are, you know, will be able to, you know, contribute to the solution or the improvement of the situation. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all I got, I guess, you know, um, if I guess if anyone you know wants to share their own experiences with, you know, Asian American racism or, you know, just I guess their, you know, I guess whatever general thoughts or feelings, you know, I, I'd, I'd love uh, I'm more than welcome in discussion or just, you know, you know, sharing your thoughts in the comments. So, you know, thank you. <laughs> yep. And uh, I guess I'm out. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks, Andrew, for coming, because uh, like Nate was saying, I, well, I wasn't really thinking of it like in the front of my mind, but it was definitely something I was thinking about in my personal life or whatever. And uh, Nate said he was going to suggest talking about it, so I'm glad you wanted to, because I think having mm. uh, your insight on it and experiences and whatnot was uh, useful, for sure. So, mm. useful, definitely. helpful. All right. Um, I'll be back sometime next week to cry over eyes one. So don't, don't miss me. Don't miss me too much. <laughs> All right. All yep. right. See you guys. All right. See yep. ya. All right. And then there were two. Transition to not serious topic. Yep. So now we have our, uh, I guess, regular scheduled programming, which back to, uh, you know what most people probably came here for which is uh our k-pop reviews we got three of them this week which is pretty cool mm-hmm. um you need to intro me at some point oh yeah uh, just nate, for my lyrics. Nate, nate can give his english lyrics since we already introduced him in the beginning Intro'd of the episode me. yes actually this is a good intro for myself hi i'm uni and we drive in a jump truck amazing <laughs> Yep. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yes. All right. And I actually I don't know if it's I even be like, said who I was. It's gonna be like emotional whiplash for people. Yeah. As you can see on the screen, to... I'm Jacob. Hashtag no blown out. And oh yeah, did you uh, you didn't introduce? I don't yourself know. I think I just said you as Nate and Andrew. I think I don't and, remember. Yeah. And then we just jumped right in. Yeah. I mean, it was probably better to just jump right into that anyway. So yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I guess we can just kind of start off with, like, what have you been listening to? Um, for me, the last... what When did we record last? Was it two weeks ago or last week? I don't remember. It was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. Uh, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually haven't been listening to that much music in the past two weeks. Um, I did have to drive today, though, and so I listened to <laughs> I listened to Audio Slave and My Chemical Romance. And then today I've been listening to as well... Uh, the albums we've been reviewing so we're going to be reviewing so yep um like i said last time i made a playlist for what i'm driving of just random like newer girl groups and stuff that i just put on shuffle um so i've been listening to that the stuff we're gonna review also um japanese Dreamcatcher came out today i did not know that i gotta listen there's only three songs so it's single and one of them one of them was No More, which came out like four months ago or whatever as a single. Okay, so two new songs um, then. Yes, All but right, cool. they're good, and No More is amazing, and I should have listened to it more than I did. And yeah, the new B-side is amazing. The new single is great, so check out Dreamcatcher. Speaking of, I got the greatest light stick ever made. Yep, go check out the unboxing. 
there's an unboxing, yep, as Jacob said, um, that is up on our channel already. I could not wait till the end of the month to unbox it, so I made a special video, so go watch that. Yep. Um, I'll re-unbox it on the stream for people that didn't watch the video, but... Yeah, honestly, um, I, I think that's, like, one of the best K-pop, like, item packaging oh, I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, I unboxed that. It was awesome. Um, I'm going to be doing my unboxing stream this weekend. If you're listening to this the week it comes out um, on Sunday. So come hang out where I'm going to be unboxing Shiny and Chunga and Stray Kids and this amazing light stick robe for my pink panda bong. Um, so yeah. Oh, also the one of the albums we're reviewing today I just got in the mail. Purple cool. Kiss. Because we make start it weekly. I stupidly bundled it with IU, so it won't be here for oh, like a week. Yes, yeah, so you two. have to wait for IU to wait to release. Yes, interesting. I didn't. That's tonight at usually, five a.m., which I think I'll be yes. sleeping by then. So it won't. It won't be here in time for this unboxing. Probably it'll have to be unboxed in April. Nice. Well, you'll see it then. You'll see it then. And I guess yep. with that. We can get into the... Oh, don't forget to check out our Discord. Oh, check out our Discord, yes. I always forget to mention that in the intro. <laughs> um, yeah, our, our Discord is like kind of the best place to uh, kind of interact with our community. Um, we have tons of cool like activities going on. Uh, we're, we're, yep. try, we're trying to start up K-pop Bingo, which is an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah Bingo Bingo's starting soon. We have our yeah. song ratings. Um, Fantasy League starting tomorrow. Or yep. Friday, by the time this goes up, unfortunately you'll have missed it. Yep. Although I guess I think we're letting people join late in fantasy. And just take from the leftovers. Interesting, because they'll kind of just get screwed anyway. They won't get all the best people. Yeah. Um, I, what if, what if they like don't, randomly don't had, a, had a Brave Girls tier member and then they just get? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think Brave Girls will be taken. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now they will for sure. But yeah. But, um. So maybe you could join. I don't don't hold me to that. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but yeah, we do fun stuff like those. We got a fun system that might come out eventually soon that I don't want to talk about yet, but will be cool if we can get it working. Um, yep. And yeah, we just do fun stuff, hang out and talk about pop culture and obviously K-pop and any other yep. things. K-pop, non-K-pop music, movies, TVs, books from anywhere, games. Yep. Yeah, we we will basically talk about whatever yakuza so, the yep. yakuza series yep. Nate, nate's been sucked into yakuza re for the last like yeah, what like it's great. month two months two months yeah <laughs> although i took a break i'm playing doom oh if it just finished doom today right so i've been sucked into the world of skyrim modding which is pretty fun so yep anyway okay let's get into our albums first off we got purple kiss so Nate, do you want to read? You want to read the uh, things? Yeah, I can read. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is Purple Kiss into Violet, new girl group from Rainbow. RBW. Yeah, RBW. Rainbow Bridge World um, is now what it is. I can never. I know it's Rainbow Bridge. I think it is Rainbow Bridge World. I never remember. Nobody ever. That's why I started. Says it, says I started that, to say it out, and then I was like, "Wait, I don't actually remember what this stands for." Yeah, um, it's 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 Mamamoo and uh, like yeah, One Mama Us, Moose right? Um, yeah, and, and One We. 
one we one us yeah so um, that's that's what you'll probably know them from right um so it is rainbow bridge world oh right. they also have romance which yeah romance you released like, like what, still one good song and then around. a ballad and then never again anything from what i remember apparently they released stuff out there and list i don't know Apparently, there's. I remember I loved but, "She" by Romance, and then I didn't yes. really hear anything that I loved after that. They were a really good vocal group, though. They were looking like they were yep. going to be a male mamamoo, and then it just didn't happen. Yeah. I'm anyway. Not, yeah. So yeah, this is Promo Kiss, their new girl group, first girl group since Mamamoo. Um, they had a pre, they had some pre-release stuff. They have, like pretty popular group of trainees, like a couple people from like YG and a couple people from Survival shows and stuff um yeah so yeah well one we'll of into their debut how many of the members what? were on produce weren't some of them on produce 48 or something like that probably i i think um, somewhere well, someone someone yeah, told I'm me in the I'm comments because i i feel like one of them at least one of them was so i'm gonna look it up right now um, um yeah produce uh produce uh mix nine okay so they've been at like everything um, then um this one wasn't on anything um Japanese member, former YG trainee. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, one of them is former YG, two of them were on produce, and one of them was on Mix Nine. Hmm. So people some people know about. So yeah, let's get into their debut album. Yep. Um with Intro Crown, which is really weird and not great. Not great. Um, I thought it was good. So <laughs> You liked it? Okay. Yeah. So it's very clearly a Billie Eilish ripoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's like, that much is definitely true. <laughs> that's that's definitely what they're going well, for. So that's a comment that I kind of have about the whole album is that I feel like every single song is them doing an impression of another artist, if that makes sense. Which yeah, I, I could, think they do well with all of them. I think they just don't really have their like artist identity yet. Because, like, all three of the singles they released have been, like, quite different, I think. What was the third single? The third did single... My Heart Skip a Beat. Well, the third single is Ponzona. Oh, what's... Well, oh, what Can was We Talk other? Again was the second one. Oh, I didn't know Can We Talk Again was yeah. also a single. Um, But, yeah, so the intro, it's weird. I didn't like it. I think the vocal effect is too much and, like, doesn't really work for them. Mm. Um, but it is just an intro, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I didn't put that much stock into that, on my opinion, on the whole album. So I, yeah. I enjoyed it, but it's definitely not like my favorite song on the album or anything like that. So Yeah. Um, I think there's choreography to it, actually, but mm. I don't really remember it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that leads into Bonzono, which is the single, the actual debut single. Yeah. Um, and I think... You're, I assume you got G Idol vibes off of it. Yes. So I, I heard I that did. before I ever listened to it, but um honestly I, I agree with it. I think the like it's something about the like production and like the chorus and whatnot. Like it's very G Idolish mm-hmm. where it's like very full and thick, but like more like low frequency like yeah. like uh instrumentation and vocals and stuff and i think that might be what like more gives the like g idol impression for me um but i i still think i still think i still think this is actually a really strong 
like single from them. I really, really like Punzona. Um, but I also really love G Idol. So like I, there's no reason for me not to like it. Um, cause right. I don't think it's like a cheap imitation or anything like that. I think it's just similar and they do a good job with it. Um, so we talked about, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or off stream, but, uh, like me and Nate talked about like my heart skip a beat is like kind of like rock influence. I think mm-hmm. if they take like this sort of like, uh, quote unquote, like G idol, like sort of like single and then add in the like hard rock influences, I think that'd be something like unique and fun that would set them apart from other artists. I think that would be like if I was the one like in charge of this group, that was an identity that I would like pursue and see if that works. Um, yeah, yeah, because like the only like rock or uh, K-pop group is Dreamcatcher. That's about it. Like as far as like a dance idol group goes, so yeah. I think uh, you know having sort of a like this style, like Ponzona, like this style, like guts with the like instrumentation from like the rock stuff. I think that would be like an interesting, this is just like my, like my own like head concoction or whatever that I would like to see. Cause I think they could pull that off well. And I think that would make them unique enough that people would like take notice to them. Yeah. I, so I wasn't as high on it, uh, but I'm also not as high on G idol as you are. Yeah. Uh, And I like G idol. I mean, I, I have their albums and stuff. I but, don't even have their so albums. This, <laughs> I should buy them. Yeah, but I I just buy way too many albums. Um, but so I I felt like this did feel like a G Idol song, but it was a bit more simple mm. than G Idol songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like the bass line though. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good debut. I think the chorus is catchy, um, and their vocals are pretty good. And I actually really like the rap parts, but like it's weird it's just like nothing about it blew me away i guess mm. like i thought it, i thought it was a solid single but it it wasn't like something that like i just want to listen to over and over and over again yeah uh for me i think it definitely grew on me after subsequent lessons for sure like the more i listened to it the more i was like like used Which to is the flow you of say it, about it G-Idol kind of... all the time wait what i said i feel like that's something you say about g idol a lot too yeah, yeah, that actually is true. Like, I listen like to the song and at first I'm like, you. yeah, this is all right. And then I just get, like, addicted to the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does happen to me with G-Idol. Like, that happened to me with Hua, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, next we have Can We Talk Again. Um, and I thought this followed up Panzono pretty well. Um, similar yeah. vibe. Less poppy, though. Yeah, see, this was more like an R&B, like, style song. And this is another one of the, like several identities they've kind of got going on in this album Mm -hmm. i think and it's not that i want them to make the same exact song all the time it's just uh i feel like i i could see other artists doing this if that makes sense like nothing seems like specifically unique to purple kiss yet like oh that sounds like purple kiss you know what i mean um like granted it's their debut mini album so it's not it's not like I expect that like right out the gate, but like there, I see they're like playing with a lot of very different things that are within like kind of a similar wheelhouse, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like the first, ignoring the intro, the first three songs do kind of have an identity. Yeah. Um, but, you, but you're right in that it's not, it's not something unique to them. Like it is kind of just this 
girl group like like g-idol style girl group like yeah like, that, like that's a lot that's, of groups are that's kind of what i'm talking about is like you can hear a wjsn song and be like oh this sounds like wjsn you yes. could hear a g-idol song and be like oh this sounds like g-idol you know like like those those are like two groups off the top of my head that really have their own like specific sound dream catcher right. as well that we yeah. uh had mentioned too it's just um i like i like when artists have that kind of like identity that they sort of have and play mm-hmm. within that like kind of region if that makes sense right um so yeah for can we talk again i i think it, it, it's more r&b but i think it is in a similar sound space as uh punzona I thought yeah. I had another great bass line. I think I like the instrumentals of this one more than Punzona. Mm. Um, I so. think I don't. I don't know which one's my favorite. Yet. I think Punzona probably, but can we talk again? Is like I like it almost as much because I. I think they do a really good job with it. With with my heart, skip a beat. Like I listened to it before and I like it, but I feel like the like it still kind of feels like the rock thing is kind of a gimmick if that makes sense yeah i'll, I'll yeah i will get there yeah because well, yeah. i i i have some comments on that as well um so yeah we next we have skip skip um i think parts of the song are fantastic like i really like the pre-chorus um and i like the chip tune synths um but i thought the chanting and the first rap first were a bit much um mm. for me like it just seemed a little a little too much for me and kind of disjointed. Yeah. I thought the second rap verse was better though. I, I don't know if it's just because I went into this like comparing them to other artists. And maybe mm-hmm. that's like my own bad. Like sorry to anyone if if you dislike the ca- comparisons. It's just like what came into my head. Uh this kind of reminded me of like just Chung Ao's like last album, like this sort of like style. Um, and that might just be because it's like fresh in my mind or whatever. But that being said, again, if it, it sounds like somebody I know, but they do a really good job at it. I think like, I think it's like, that's why like I'm like in general, I'm very high on this mini album. I really liked most of the songs on this. Um, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it just sounds like, uh, they still need to kind of figure out like where they want to go still, I think. So yeah. yeah. Um, I think the vocals, uh, specifically like in the chorus, sound pretty good. I, th- I like the vocal tones of a lot of the members. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that I kind of like. That's kind of like G Idol is that like their voices are a little bit on the deeper side compared to other groups. Yeah. Like, uh, like Oh My Girl, for example, they have very like high pitched vocals. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like I like the more like lower pitched vocals. I think they're really nice. So right, something I enjoy from that group or this group. Uh, next we have hello it's cover of the weekly song yep um this I is wish. a slower like <laughs> ballady pop song yeah um, i really really like the instrumentals yeah um, me too. there's like a bunch of different styles of guitar that were all really nice and i thought it was a good like you're saying i i think their vocals are good um and i thought this was a good song to show that off yeah i i really as, as like you said i really like the instrumental with like the like kind of guitar strumming or picking and stuff like that is really nice. And then Mm -hmm. they kind of like stay more like mellow and build up into a nice like chorus. I, I like that a lot, which I usually point that out in a lot of songs that do this just because I love that sort of musical effect. Um, 
Yeah, I, th- I thought this was a good like mid tempo like R and B ballad style thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I hope they do more of these in later albums. I like this. Yep. Uh, next we have "My Heart Skip a Beat," which, like we said, was one of their pre-release singles. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but I so for me with this song, I love this song um, because I really want more like hard rock outside of Dreamcatcher. But the more I listen to this song, it doesn't. It's weird because it doesn't really fit them. Yeah, like I think they have really good vocals and rap. But this song doesn't showcase either of those. Well, I don't like it's I, my problem with that is more like I like the like like you said, the hard rock influence, because I think the I just think that's a really interesting like way of making pop music is like introducing yeah. like but it's got to be like seamless to like some degree, because I feel like in this it it doesn't feel like it belongs in the song, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like the song could still exist without the rock influence. Like, it could just be, like, a more synth, synth-led synth one, like Ponzona, right? Except yeah. for, like, the the huge, like, in the chorus, you know? Yeah. Like, but maybe they could have made that, like, bass, like, like, drum and bass, like, sort of thing or something, right? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think, like, I don't know. Using like parts of rock music to create pop music or to create R and B music or like blues or whatever, like just using like those kind of like genre fusions, I think are really interesting. And I would love to see mm-hmm. that kind of thing in K pop. And I think they're attempting to do that here. It's just I think they they need a way to like make it mesh a little better. I think especially in the verses because I think the chorus it works perfectly. But in the verses, it kind of feels like they kind of just added the dun dun dun, and yeah, you know, kind of called it a day. Sounded like you're going into the Ghostbusters theme song. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I looked at it in the opposite way, but I agree with you. Like I kind of just looked at it as I really love the instrumentals of the song, and they didn't fit it within the song. Mm. Like their vocals and the the rap didn't fit within the instrumentals. But I mean, it's the same. The same point, basically. Yeah, like two you, parts you, that don't really fit together perfectly. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love this song because of the instrumentals, but yeah. I don't think it fit the group well. I like, I really like the idea of this song. So that's why I, I kind of right. want them to, like, make something kind of similar to Punzona again, but, like, try to try to do this again. I think, I think they could make it work. I think it'd be interesting. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and finally we have period, um, and this is the actual ballad and honestly, this might be my favorite song on the album yeah, because pretty good. their vocals, their vocals are so good. And we talked about this with Aespa a bit, but like, I think they're up there in terms of new girl group, like vocals, which mm. is just, which you kind of, you could expect from RBW with like Mama Moon and stuff. Right. But like, we just, like we've said the past few episodes, like K-pop's been moving in a more performance direction. Um, yeah, like more so more nice. hip hop influenced, more like less less vocal uh, focus. Like, yeah, yeah, like the vocals aren't as much of like an important factor to girl groups lately. So like having a group that can put out a ballad this strong with like this the vocals that are this good, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, let me like correct myself from before. More hip hop focused, but also more like in girl groups, kind of like 
either that or like bubblegum pop like sort of thing like yeah it's kind of i don't know it's either like at least from where i'm seeing it like the cuter group the cute groups kind of got cuter and then the edgy groups got like edgier that Mm. makes sense or there's like higher frequency of both i guess of those like areas anyway um yeah much more performance focused and less uh on like really crazy like amazing vocals vocals. yeah yeah so it is nice to see new groups with like really good vocalists so yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to what purple kiss does because i think they have a lot of potential because like while i did think a lot of their songs seemed like derivative i think they from an execution standpoint are like really really strong so i'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to seeing what else they come out with yeah i agree with that so Yep. Pretty dang good. All right. I yep. guess with that, we have next weekly. Greatest girl group. Join the Discord. The Come join the weekly generation. cult. <laughs> yes. We have a cult. And they're, because they're such an amazing group. Yeah. I, I really this is unrelated to the album. I really want to see like Black Eyed Pilsung like do a do a song for them like they do a like he does song. with a pink yeah yeah i think it'd be really fun yep so yeah um yeah weekly second mini album already third third wait oh yeah their first one was a mini album <laughs> yeah, i don't know why but i was yeah. thinking it was a single <laughs> i don't know no. why tag yeah. me because it had hello on it yeah well no i was thinking it had it had i i don't know why but it's because i mostly just listened to tag me and hello tag me i just in my yeah. head it was a single with just tag me and hello on it oh okay yeah um nope it was a mini album yep third mini album which is actually kind of impressive i feel like so they've been they've been hard at work yeah non-stop putting in the reps which yep. most new groups have to do to kind of get up there so first song we have yummy and i don't know i feel like a lot of people weren't super high on this album but i personally really like all the songs on this album yeah like it's just like i don't know if people were expecting but this is what i expected from weekly like just like really cute and fun like you know songs um yep 100 percent. yeah the like I don't, I don't know. I feel like uh, this, as well as Uni, like, they kind of, like, maybe people will get mad if it's for comparison, but I kind of feel like this is, like, the, the appeal of this for me is, like, similar to, like, like Red Velvet's, like, The Red, like, a lot of the B-sides on that album. Yeah. I kind of, I, I just like the energy of it. Like, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it, I guess. It's just, yeah. The chorus is, is really fun for me, so... Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with you. Like you said, it's this is just weekly doing their like pure pop goodness. Yep. Um, I think the build ups and the chorus are super catchy. There's fun yeah. hooks. Um, I really liked the like synthy brass that contrasts with their vocals because their vocals are so bright. Um, for the chorus. Um, yeah, it's just a fun song to start the album off with. It's I don't think it's like top like one of their best songs yeah but i think all of their songs are really good um so yeah it was just fun yeah 
Uh, next is Lucky, and I feel like I, I really, really like this B-side, actually. Like, this is just like a... I don't know, maybe it's just because it's been a while since I've listened to, like, summer music, but, like, I, <laughs> I just really appreciate, like, right now this time of year where it's finally becoming spring, getting some music that, like, goes really well with the warm weather. I've been kind of, like, talking about that the past couple episodes just because I've been mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the mood for that. Um... Yeah, the the like the vocals are nice, like in the like kind of falsetto y like in the like verses. Um the rap in this I thought was actually pretty fun. Uh the chorus is catchy. So yeah, I, I thought this was a fun song. What about the post chorus? Yes. <laughs> or you just gonna skip over it? Yes. The weird part? Yes. You were? Okay. <laughs> um so this is Ji Yoon's song, so that's why it gets weird. Um, she did My Universe, and I don't remember the song she did on the first album, um, but they always get weird. Um, but yeah, I think I thought it, I like the song. I think it starts off nice with the goat vocals and the acoustic guitar. Um, it has another great chorus, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But the weird la 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 part is I, just... I didn't think it was that weird. I thought it was catchy. <laughs> That's why I was kind of confused. <laughs> it's like... Oh, everyone was hating on it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's fun. I think it it is weird sounding. It I can see how really it could be maybe for annoying me. for some people, but I just I, don't yeah. know, I think it's fun. It doesn't work for me, but it's not. It doesn't ruin the song for me, like people in Discord were saying. Um, I think the rest of the song is is like really good, so I can overlook it. Um, yeah, no, I personally, yeah, I, 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 love I do this know song. people. There are people in our Discord that do not like Jiyun songs because of how weird they get. That person is my Cooper. universe. Yeah, well, and there's, <laughs> there are other people too. I think. You know, he, like my he, universe he, is, he specifically has talked about it before. I think. Yes, I loved my universe, um, and that song gets weird too. But this one was a little like this one didn't work for me as much, but I still love every other part of the song, so I'm fine with it. All right. Next, we have the single, which is After School. And so I didn't listen to any of the like teasers or whatever, just because I wanted to be surprised. Like, I didn't want mm-hmm. any expectations going in. I listened in, to just one Just because I really want to just love everything Weekly puts out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Like, maybe, maybe that's why I like everything. It's just because I, like, expected to like it. So I just do. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah. Yeah, after school, no, I, 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 like I really like. I, I like that it's more of a like. I, I don't know what what I don't know what really the genre is, but like it's more like mature, like kind of uh, like. I don't know. Uh, just pop, I guess. Like n- not really cutesy, I guess. It, I guess I'll just put it think, that way. Right. I think they so- stupidly somewhere described the song as being trap beat trap influenced reg- trap and no. reggae influenced <laughs> no. i don't know I where never the reggae the, came from dude, these these like descriptions are so bad and from every company yeah. like we talked like, about like like dream catchers uh odd eye they yeah, said it would be new metal and it's just like nothing like new yeah. metal yeah like um they just need to I stop <laughs> I really don't know where the reggae came from. I mean, yeah. the, it has a trap beat, which like most K-pop song or most pop songs nowadays do. So like I get maybe that. the rhythm is kind of reggae-ish, I guess, but like not really. <laughs> yeah, 
I was like I worried. Know. That's actually why I listened to the teaser because I was worried about it after it that description. Be straight up and then I listened to the teaser and I was like, "This is just awesome, normal weekly." Like, yeah, maybe maybe it could have been about? amazing. Like, uh, "Why So Lonely" by Wonder Girls. That was a good reggae influenced song. Yeah, but yeah. The but yeah, the highlight of the song for sure, like the earworm, is definitely the chorus. The chorus is like super catchy. Um, yep. It was like real. It sounds like something I've heard before, and I, I don't know what it is. Like, the melody, I guess. Well, I'm not complaining about it, but it's like... Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what it was. Like, I know somebody made, like, a Ava Max, like, mashup, and I was like, maybe this is what I was thinking of? I don't know. But, like, hmm. yeah, it's interesting. But it's super, super catchy, and I'm, I'm happy with this. Yeah, I love the synth line from the beginning. Um, I like how, like lasts throughout the song and builds throughout the song like you're saying the chorus is just the classic weekly like it builds in all the right ways and it's yeah. just catchy um i think i, think, I was gonna I say know. i think this is probably my second favorite single from weekly now i think zigzag will be third because i think it's still like tagging yeah. me the best um yeah i was gonna say i don't there's nothing crazy about this song, but if you're a fan of Weekly, like you're gonna love it. Like, yeah, you're gonna be happy with it. Do. It's fun. Exactly. Like, it's not, it's not mind blowing or different, but it, it's more Weekly, and they do a really good job. Um, yeah, the way I describe it is, it's probably like it's like a standard girl group song, but just like really catchy, really good. Like they, yeah. like I think that's kind of like my appeal of Weekly is that they kind of are uh, a brush of breath of fresh air, and that they're like really good at being like a fundamental like girl group k-pop girl group. yeah they're, they're just being like fun pop music yeah which, exactly even though it's k-pop we don't get very much anymore because everything has been modernized and like we said kind of yeah, pushed in different more, directions things are less from, things are less much less bubblegum now in k-pop i yeah. feel like or exactly not even that it's like there there are lots i was saying before there's lots of bubblegum pop groups but they're like super like hyper like cute if they're if they are if that makes sense um i feel like like this middle ground is more like what we'd usually get in like second gen third gen yeah which is why we love it so much yeah yeah like that's what we came up on so like um we're when we're talking about like k-pop these days or whatever we're talking about like the new like fourth gen groups right so yeah Damn kids get off my k-pop lawn yeah bring back <laughs> girls generation get off my k-pop lawn yeah bring, um, bring, but, bring back my girls generation and my cara <laughs> yep um but yeah uh, one thing i did want to point out really like how they drop and bring back the beat throughout yeah. the song um i thought that worked really well and the harmonies at the end were really really good yeah so next we have uni and easily people, the best song on the album dude people people were hating on this song and i was were like what are you talking about uh, at least when i was reading it i was like what are you talking about this is like literally if red velvet released this song you guys would love it guaranteed yeah. like this is this is the, this actually is like a red velvet sounding song like this absolutely i could see on one of their albums like as one mm-hmm. of their b-sides like particularly like in like red velvet festival or something like something like that i can just i can yeah. just see it um yeah this is actually this is actually probably my favorite b-side i really 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 like it like maybe like the out of reason- other whole discography what? or just the album what just the album or the whole discography uh they're just the album no this isn't better than hello okay. nothing's better than hello okay. hello by weekly 
is just is such a masterpiece in like pop music like it's straight up like we talked about it before it's straight up like david amber like style like super catchy like yeah. heart shaker love bomb like those kind that sort of thing yeah i just love that please make more of those weekly please um yeah anyway this is just yeah this is just a lot of fun i i i, I find it to be like super red velvety like red side like like uber like red side red velvet which is good right. i like that yeah i think it's easily my favorite song on the album i have no idea what a jump truck is jump truck song, yeah <laughs> i the thought they're saying dump truck pure. nope they're saying jump truck okay um the song is just pure fun catchy pop i love the like yelling callbacks to the vocals in the chorus where like they sing something and then they like yell it back to them um and i think the song just it just gets you pumped up and like jamming the whole time and it's just and the energy level just never drops and it's just exciting the whole time i love it i need to figure out which red velvet song it reminds me of because it reminds me of something specific and i don't remember which one (laughs) Yeah, yeah i'll figure it out but um I think it's parade that it reminds me of actually. Like just the the like the way that the like chorus kind of like rides, if that makes sense. I don't know how to explain it. But anyway. I'd have to like listen stylistically to stylistically kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Um anyway, um next up we have the track called Butterfly. Um Yeah, this this song, I think, was a good way to end the album. I think, uh, you know, makes it balanced, like, just ending it off with, like, a slower, like, ballady song. And, like, this is... I really, really like this because this is, like, very reminiscent of, again, like, the second-gen ballads that I really love. Um, yeah. Just in I terms mean, of, is... like, vocal delivery and, like, atmosphere and thing like that. So, yeah, I, re- I really yeah, like this uh... one. Like I said, this is just this is a song straight out of A Pink's like ballad. Yeah, songs. actually, that's that's like, actually a perfect way to place it. Makes sense. They're the same company. Yeah. But yeah, it's got that like bright chip tune synths, but there's like more emotional vocals. Um. Yeah, I could listen to ballads like this all the time because I listen to A Pink's all the time. <laughs> yeah, mentioning A Pink, it like reminded me of a clip I saw recently. Somebody posted in Discord. It was like Bomi. I think it was on her YouTube channel. She came into like Weekly's like practice room or whatever with cookies, and then <laughs> Weekly just started jumping up, chanting "Cookie, Cookie, Cookie." <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I gotta find that. That's hilarious. Yeah, let me. I'll have to find that later. But yeah, it was really funny. I I hope we get more like a pink weekly like interactions i think yeah. that could be really fun yeah um see so yeah, overall i'm i'm satisfied with this i think this was a good like solid release kind of continues the trajectory that they're going at so if they keep yeah. releasing stuff like this i'll be happy with it one thing i forgot to mention for the single i love i love that they're continuing the like prop gimmick for choreography mm. where they have the long board and the rolly chairs yeah this like time that, around like that desks in uh and tag they had me desks and tag me and they had uh they had the boxes the cubes yeah in uh yeah so, we'll, we'll yeah. see if they continue doing that and i'm curious yeah. now because like while i did say that like after school is kind of like standard girl group pop like it is like quite different i think from like zigzag and tag me especially from tag me so i'm curious like what uh type of song they're gonna go for next time 
Like if they're going to continue also, getting more like less, less uh, like youthful, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah, because they they went and with this was another thing I would say the styling is so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they went with like the like punk or like hip hop. Yeah. Skater. Like <laughs> that would be interesting. Vibe. Weekly doing a punk concept. <laughs> no, punk, yeah, I almost said punk, and I was like, wait, that's not what I meant. Um. But yeah, that's like the style they went for. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do next. Yeah. All right. So with that, Weekly, I think it's very good. Um, let us know yes. what you thought of the mini album in the comments. I'm interested to see what you thought. Because a lot Weekly. of people in Discord wasn't so high on it. I really liked it. So I don't know. Weekly does no wrong. Yes. Join the Weekly call. Join Discord. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Anyway, next up. We got a boy group debut. It's their debut, right? Yes. Yeah, because so I, I hadn't listened to anything before this mini album, so I I assumed yeah. that it was their debut. They are new. New DSP um, boy group, right? Yes. So this is Mire with Killer. Um. So this is DSP's new boy group. It's actually Killa. Like, or sorry, Killa. Uh, like Jacob said, I was actually kind of Nate's, interested Nate's to jamming see out how to Monster this... X. <laughs> Mon- yeah, Monster <laughs> X. Um, I was interested to see if, uh, this would get delayed or anything with all the, uh, April stuff that happened, but, um, yeah, it did not. And I'm happy it didn't because this song, uh, this like really surprised me. Um, I'm trying, I'm looking through their, uh, their, uh, profile real quick. Yeah. I... It looks like two of them were on produce X. Oh, we're on Produce um, X. I thought you or, said they produced yeah, the album. Yeah, a couple like, of them were on impressed. Produce X. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, so there's new DSP girl, girl boy group. group. New DSP boy I group. I wish it was a girl group um, with this concept. That would be that would be sick. Like with this musical style. Yeah. Um, and they very very clearly modeled themselves after NCT. Yeah. Um, specifically. Uh, like superhuman style and yeah which is like peak nct fr- if you ask me so exactly so it's awesome yeah i, um, I so hope they, they keep out. doing music like this because it's like this yeah. is really i was actually really impressed with this yep so yeah the first song is we are future um and like you're we saying the song this this and the single are like very obviously inspired by superhuman um it, it like has some like awesome builds and like switch ups with the instrumental style there's like the vocal harmonies um and especially when you get into the chorus it's like it's got the high notes like the vocal and then it's got that nct style like synths yeah the um, the synths in this are like the highlight for me as well as like the yes. super like digitized like vocal layering that they do is super yep. cool i love that like yep. this is an yeah. this is an instance of vocal processing that I think actually works really well and is, is cool to listen to. Yep, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I think Superhuman was one of the best songs of 2019, and I think they did a really good job, like with this type of song. Instead of like it, it feels inspired by, but it doesn't feel like a ripoff. Like yeah, it yeah. feels like a really good in, like inspiration of it. Also, I really love the short sections that bring in the electric guitar. I thought that was a nice, yeah, nice mix up. Yeah, like I, I, so I listened to the album like not expecting like anything. Like I remember, I think you told me what it was like, but I forgot. Like when I actually got, sat down to listen to it, and I was like super, mm-hmm. I was super impressed with like the vibe that they what they went with on this. Yep. 
anything else on that song specifically oh i think you touched on most of the things that i would have said like in particular the things that stood out to me were the yeah like the really really nice like synths and the like the the vocal airing like thing technique that they use is really cool yep uh next we have the single which is killa um i think it kind of it pretty much continues that vibe yep um starts off with like that really funky electro pop i really like the falsetto killa parts um, like that's a very much like NCT with their falsetto, um, and I think the song is just like really pure hype, um, and they did a good job with the vocals. Like I, th- I think they did a really good job with these two songs of picking a style of song that fits the group well, like their yeah. vocal tones and like their the way they sound. Like I yeah, think these I songs think- fit them well. I think the their biggest strength here is that they're really good at sticking to like a similar concept throughout and like staying consistent. Um, right. Although I don't know, I feel like they, DSP groups are pretty good at that in general. Like I feel like like they like they sometimes change concepts. Like April has done that, Card has done that, Kara has done that. They've all done it, mm-hmm. but I feel like like they stick into this particular Card concept has never for a while. Their concept what. They just card has never changed their concept. Well, they, tropical they, House. I know. I'm they, joking. They definitely have. Like they're, just they're they pre-release singles. Their pre-debut like singles years. are so different from the rest of it. Um, uh, yeah. But or post Ola Ola. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the uh, like when they they stick to a concept, I think they're really good at like honing in what's good on that. Like about those particular things and like right. Kind of zeroing in on that. Like like I think this. I we probably could have seen coming if you consider like April's uh Lala Lala, whatever the album was called, like that album. Like yeah. that actually kind of was really the like girl group equivalent to this, I feel like, and it was like super, super good. Um mm. so I'm glad that this is like the music style they went with for the boy group, because I feel like I don't know. I I feel like there aren't a lot of gr- uh, like groups that have this like super like I don't know, groovy, like sounding like synths and stuff in their music. So yeah, I'm I, yeah. I like this a lot. Yep. Uh, next we have higher, and for this song, it actually this feels it reminds me of what Monstax has been trying to do lately. But I think they do it well. If, yeah, Monstax. Like, I like sense. haven't really been into for it, a long time. For some, it's so like the song is like pretty chill until the pre-chorus. And then the pre-chorus just brings in this driving beat, and then it drops for the chorus. But the and the, like they're using like really awesome synths for the chorus, and then they mix it up by adding some like glitchy parts to the synths yeah. for the second part. And I think like Monsex has been trying to do or has been doing songs like this for a while, where it is like really builds to like a really drop like synth heavy drop chorus yeah but this this, this song this, just did this, it for me more than those well yeah i was gonna say like this is a drop chorus where i think they actually do it really well because it's like super dynamic and goes all over the place and yep. there's some vocals like like kind of that kind of like interchange uh interject like throughout it it's yeah i just feel like yeah. this is the way if you want to do like a super edm heavy like drop chorus like this is really a really good example of that yep Actually, I loved the bridge where it drops everything but a piano to just a piano, um, yeah, and just some snapping with the vocals like that stood out to me, and it, I thought it worked really, really well. Yeah, um, this is actually probably my favorite song on this album. 
yeah, it's pretty good. I think one of the main things I, I didn't like about the song was like I felt the rap section was kind of a letdown. Like the rap yeah. itself was fine, but like they just kind of like stripped out everything and just put in this trap beat like well during the rap part. Yeah. And I felt like that was kind of boring. But yeah, the rest of the song is yeah. really, really cool. So. Yeah, I could see that. I think I had that feeling with some of their other, some of these later songs. Yeah. Um, next is Swagger. Um, and I said they stole Twice's Hey yelling sample at the beginning. <laughs> it has the exact same sample that like Twice uses in half of their songs. Um, I wonder if it is the you, same sample. That'd be really oh, funny. Oh, it's, it's 100% oh, really? the same sample. I wonder if it's just it like a preset exactly or whatever like same. DAW they use to like produce. Yeah, probably. Um, which is funny because it's, it's like actually the, this song felt very much like a Stray Kids song. Yeah. Um, with the vibe. So, yeah, it was, like, JYP-inspired. Um, I think... So, the, it's much more rap-focused than the other songs. And yeah. I think, for me, it didn't stand out as much. Yeah, I agree was, with that. I think I like, think their strength is definitely in that super synth-heavy, like, dance-pop, like, sort of stuff. Whereas I feel yeah. like this heavy, like, more, like, hip-hop-focused stuff, I feel like it doesn't work quite as well. Like, I think they do fine. <laughs> like, it's, like, run-of-the-mill, like any boy group that also does this style like if you like that yeah. you're gonna like this but i i think this in particular like if they decide to go on this sort of sound as far as like what their flagship like like singles are gonna be going forward i think that would mm-hmm. be a disservice because i feel like killa and we are future and even higher i think would be like a really good way to just keep yourself um like unique from other groups like that's a big thing nowadays just because k-pop is more saturated than ever that i feel like yeah the big thing is you got to have a sound that sounds distinctly you and makes you stand out and i feel like the first three tracks on this album are a really good place to like Art. be in yeah exactly yep yeah i i felt the same way like i don't think the song is bad but it's just less interesting in terms of the instrumentals and the vocals yeah that like it didn't stand out nearly as much as the first three songs yeah i feel like even in the song even the vocals and the the chorus and stuff like i can tell they're trying to kind of do like high notes and stuff but it kind of feels a little bit flat to me um like flat as in like just like feeling not in like oh they're like went flat i don't know like like it's just not yeah super expressive it's uninteresting yeah yeah so i think this is probably one of the weaker songs in the album it's just yeah. yeah, it's it's not what I was impressed with. I guess I think that's more why I'm like negative on it. I think, I think if I heard it on any like average boy group album, it would be fine. But yeah, or yeah. even if it was like the first song, you'd be like, okay, this is a decent boy group. Like it's nothing special, but it, right. it's not bad. Yeah, and but like getting so like those first three songs are just so good that it yeah it, it, kinda, it, kinda it makes this one weighs look it down. worse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next we have Sweet Dreams. So this is more bright sounding than the last song. Yep. And this is more of like a vocal focused and like brighter uplifting sound. Mm. Um, I really like this song, but I thought the rap after the chorus like did not fit with the song at all. Mm. Like it brought me out of the song because the song is like much more soft and the rap was like a bit too intense yeah, to follow I think, it up. I think it kind of matches with the vocal uh, with the verses actually. The ver- verses are kind of like like deep and actually kind of like it reminds me of like yeah. uh, like 
like EXO kind of, maybe NCT yeah. as well. Like, like I think they're definitely heavy inspired by by those groups. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think those sound like kind of deep or like not deep, but like dark and like like edgy sounding. And then and yeah. then the chorus is more what is like the bright uplifting sound. It kind of is a little bit weird. I feel like. Yeah, I so I think I was fine going from the. The verse to the chorus. Yeah. But then, yeah, dropping to the rap, like, just took me out of it for some reason. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, like, specifically, like, the verses, I think, work with the rap, and I think the verses work with the chorus. But, like you said, like, the chorus doesn't really connect with the rap, like, like, because yeah. they're kind of directly, like, next to each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, that being said, I think, I, I think like, the chorus I, is really good. I think it's super catchy oh, and Oh, yeah, fun. I love the chorus. I think it would have been better to have a non-rap verse between them. Yeah, I think if that makes sense. I think this is something that I'm kind of realizing as like time goes by. Like the more and more groups we get, it's just like yeah. the like just how unnecessary a lot of the rap parts are. I feel oh, like, yeah, hundred percent. Like there, it's like it's always Every been apparent. Group has to have but a rapper like, and that's always been apparent, but it's becoming more and more apparent. I think as time goes on, and mm-hmm. I feel like I if I was gonna make a K-pop group today and I could pick like any trainees or whatever. If I was not planning on doing a hip hop like f- completely hip hop focused style, I would just not just have any rappers. rappers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or have I think it needs to be more like fans would hate this, like hardcore fans. Yeah. But I think it would be better if it was more okay to not have every member in every song. Mm, like uh, I, I, have, I yeah I don't like that <laughs> personally like, yeah I, like, I think it would be fine for B sides obviously singles I, I think everyone should be there um but I like, think what more... they should do is like I get it I I think uh, line distribution conversation is definitely one that need would need to be had for that kind of thing but yeah. um I don't know if I would resort to making them have no lines I think I would just make <laughs> them do like less vocally intense well, like parts like maybe they do like like uh like supporting vocals and stuff instead of like literally well, like y- lines and stuff yeah I don't know I think it'd be fine but I guess I'm optimistic it's and uh, well, people would hate that's it. part of the, that's I part of the reason I didn't it. that's part of the reason why I initially did not like the NCT like format is because like why the hell would I want a group where some sometimes my favorite member is not there you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm just like, talking about the... B-sides. Right, right. But still, like, sometimes they're just not there. Nobody listens to B-sides anyway. I listen to B-sides. I love B-sides. <laughs> well, yeah, but you wouldn't care if the, the rapper of a random boy group wasn't there All for right, this yeah, song. That, 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 that I would concede. <laughs> the but people that are listening know. to B-sides I feel like, probably wouldn't care I feel care like if much. I'm a big fan of a group, I want, <laughs> I oh, want yeah, them to 100%. always be there. You know? That's why I said. I said at the beginning, I was like, hardcore fans of a group would hate this, but... I think yeah. I, I I would be okay with it. Um, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I love the song. Uh, and then finally, moving on to the last song, which is One Thing. And I actually, I really like this choice to end on like a bright poppy song. Um, like, I think it was just a fun vibe to end on. Mm. Um, especially because this group didn't really give me like a ballady vibe. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think they need it. I I feel like if they exactly. literally just pump out like a bunch of songs that sound like the first three, you know, yep. like I feel like I could listen to that for like years. Like literally, just yep. like different, uh, you know, takes on that style kind of style, you know. So yep. So yeah, I I thought this was a great way to end it. Um, like I don't think the song's like 
mind-blowingly amazing but yeah. i thought it was it was a fun song i really like the glitchy synths um yeah and yeah i thought it was just a really good good way to end the album i think i think what they a boring ballad. i think what they actually should have done like uh compositionally like like as far as like album, like track order i think mm-hmm. this to me still sounds like a middle of the album like track like it's a good song but it's not like one of the bangers like i would want to yeah like i feel like if i was gonna reorganize this i would probably put we are the we are future higher like as the last track instead like just right after this and then you just end on like okay. one of the really like yeah. great like super well done like banger songs you know yeah yeah they definitely front loaded the album yeah, I, I think the first three songs are, like, really, really good. So, it makes me excited for, like, you know, more releases from them. I'm interested in what they got. Yep, same. So. Yeah, I was really surprised by this. I think they're definitely front runner for, like, male rookie of the year so far. Yeah, for um, me, definitely. I don't, um, I don't know if I there actually, have, have been listened, any other. Yeah, have I listened <laughs> to any other? I don't think so. I don't know if there have been any other male rookies that have come out this year. But, there there uh, definitely was, but <laughs> who knows? I'm what sure there are. are people that are going to be angry at They're us. They're like, how dare you um, not know this this boy group that only has 1,000 views on their debut MV? I love them. Cypher. Oh, Kingdom. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, Kingdom, Kingdom, which I, I was looking forward them. to, but their song wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but apparently there's Cypher and then the, oh, the the t t1419 no, i thought no, they debuted I, already i refuse to listen to them their name is too bad I guess their song was pretty good when we did the song right okay actually, okay apparently Maybe those are pre I well just, i don't know about the i should say that their name is t64389 oh yeah <laughs> um but that was a pre-release single apparently that wasn't okay. their debut their debut well, was this year I'll so, check it out, and if it's good, I'll look forward to their debut, and then I'll write them a letter telling them they need to change their name now. <laughs> yep, it's not great. Yeah, it's yeah, like that's so honestly far, like one of the worst K-pop group names I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, all the, the letters and numbers have got to stop. Yeah, like, Mi- the, like it was fine, name. you know. Like we had back in the day, we had like B1A4, we had, and yeah. that's like I was like, all right, that's fine. And then like there's been so many since well, then. <sighs> I know I'm going to get, someone's going to hate on me because I'm going to say, because this is going to mean something, but like B1A4 meant something because it was, it their, was blood like their blood types. types yeah. So there was yeah, one B still, and kind four of, A's. Yeah. It was dumb, but <laughs> yeah. at least it had a meaning. Does T1419 mean anything? Yeah. Let it, me means, know in the comments. it means they love to drink tea from the hours of uh, 14, which is 2 p.m. until 19, <laughs> which is 7 p.m. That's what it stands That's for. That's a long time to drink. Yeah, they they have a drink tea. They have a five hour tea time every day from those hours. Oh and my no, they're, god! They're oh, names, they're teenagers, nope. no, and I they're found, between the ages yes. of fourteen and nineteen, aren't they? Yes, a hundred percent. You just, I thought I you just, were reading that because I was no, about to read that no, out I just, loud. I literally, that, I literally just made that, that up. I was like, you were like, oh, okay. I was like, there's no way they didn't, they didn't. That's literally teenagers what it who met at the age of uh, 14 to 19. Yep. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, we need, okay, well, we need, it. we need better names. Like Mide, I think is yes. a cool name. It's a Korean is, word. Yeah, Mide is a, a Korean, Korean word. Korean it sounds cool from like, I guess a foreigner standard or whatever. Yeah. Like, not the only thing the that disappointed me was I was hoping there future, was a Yun, By the way, I was hoping there'd be a Yun Mire comeback when I first saw that there was oh, yeah. a Mire comeback. Yeah, and I was like, like oh, it's a new boy stage group. name. 
<laughs> but okay I think that's good yep. good place stop it yep anyways good debut cool name not yes. stupid name um <laughs> yeah three uh, good albums this week oh by the way actually i want to shout out the uh like album art i think is really cool like it's just like a cool like prism cube or whatever but it just yeah, looks yeah. super cool with kind of like right. a yeah it's got like a like a film grain texture on it as well it looks kind of cool so yeah anyway strong debut i'm looking forward to what they come out with next i'm always looking for like good boy groups because i feel like i listen to a lot of them and they just kind of feel generic a lot of the times which is funny because like i'm sure a lot of the boy group fans are like rolling their eyes at that because like they say that all the girl groups all the girl groups are are the same so yeah it's it's just a thing in k-pop i guess so yeah Mm -hmm. i i thought this was really good though so yeah i'm looking forward to it so yeah with that um Thanks for listening. This will be... I was going to say this, this is going to be a longer episode, but I feel like... Oh, it definitely is, actually, well, yeah. compared to, re- well, yeah, compared to recently. Well, yeah, we like a 45-minute serious topic of the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, like, oh, this is kind of long, and then I looked at... It, we're still, like, under two hours, but that was, like, old podcast, like, length. Yeah, back when exactly. we saw it, Andrew. Lately, um, we've been doing about an hour-long podcast. So. Yeah, like an hour and 15, like, stuff like that, so... Yep, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Um, tell us what you thought of the albums we reviewed, and yeah, yeah. Let us, like I said, we'll going back to the first topic. Um, we'll link some resources to maybe like donate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Andrew said, just support local businesses, um, and stuff yeah. if you can, if you have any around you. Um, yeah, and then in terms of stuff, check out our Discord. We're doing fun stuff, podcast, or we're doing like the song ratings and fantasy league and bingo, and um, and we just hang out in there all the time and talk about whatever. And come check out my unboxings if you don't, if you can't watch them live, the vods will go up. Or did a special video on my Dreamcatcher light stick in a coffin. It's amazing. Check that out. Yep. Um, but yeah, my unboxing will be out this Sunday is when I'll be doing it live if you're listening to this the week it comes out. Otherwise, the VOD will be up. And that's pretty much it for me. Yep. So, yeah, with that, um, I guess if you like the podcast and you're new here, please subscribe. Uh, again, Discord is a cool way to like interact with our community. We have a lot of cool people in there. A lot of fun activities that our community and our mods um, put a lot of work into organizing. And yeah, so with that, uh, catch us again in two weeks. And I was going to see if there's any fun new uh, reviews on our podcast. Doesn't look like it. Fun new reviews? Oh, you yeah, mean on I, iTunes? I, I read the one review yeah, that yeah. said... Uh, it's okay. These guys aren't bad. Um, yeah, five yeah. stars. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> uh, we actually we got one uh, mid February. It's a great podcast. Thank you for the podcast. Great job. Oh, cool. So I don't know if that's a bot, but if you're not a bot, thank you very much for the uh, for the review. Really I mean, there nice. was more to it. So oh, because I but, I remember yeah. I did read one, and one of them was just like good podcast, nice or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Yep. 
yeah thanks for the reviews uh thanks for listening if you made it this far and catch us again in two weeks and stay creamy in the meeting i don't even know how to respond to that in the future (laughs) yeah the throbbing future (laughs) i don't know anyway um yeah good see you next fortnight